Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again on this Tuesday. We're talking about wisdom and authority. And I want to tell you the reason I call it wisdom and authority, because you need wisdom to know how to yield your authority. Do you know authority is different than, than strength? And I heard um, a minister put it this way. It's kind of like a traffic guard. You've seen those traffic guards out there for, uh, for school. When they put their hand up, you know to stop. But you know that they don't have more strength than you or more power than you. Oftentimes, the person that's the traffic guard is, 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 is not even a man most of the time. And then they're not very strong. You can run them over with your car. They're not like Hogan or the Incredible Hulk where they can pick your car up and slam it. No, you can actually run them over. But you recognize that they have the authority to make you stop. And you know if you violate that authority, like when the police uh, sirens go on, you know to pull over. And you know if you start running from them, they're going to chase you down and they're going to catch you and they're going to take you, give you a, a first class ticket to the pokey. So it's authority. See, so that's why I call it wisdom and authority because God has given all of us authority but we need the wisdom to yield that authority. And I say this when I was talking about these things, I'm thinking about, you know, it's a it's a guy uh, named Coach Scott, a great man of God, of uh, Hall of Fame baseball coach. He's he's a teacher, and man, he uh, he teach the word, and he's such a good Bible teacher. Sometimes I'd be like, man, I wish I can I can I can get a hold of him and set him up on Instagram. Because I know he got a lot of former students on there. I'll set him up on Facebook because I know he got a lot of former students. He got players he coached that's in the major leagues. And I believe they would listen to him. And, and, and But, see, sometimes when a people are a certain age, they're not really hip to the new generation. That's why it's going to take some of us younger people, probably some younger than me, to blend the older crowd in so we can together bridge the gap and reach a generation let's suppose he had one of those young guys set him up on instagram and say okay we got to be consistent coach you come on every wednesday night at 7 30 something like that and he come on on instagram and stream on facebook both of them together and youtube all three of them together well you're gonna have my age group the old age group listening to him on youtube then you're gonna have another group of them listening to them on Facebook, and then yet another group. See, you're going to have the elderly or uh, the ones that are not as hip like me on YouTube. Then you got the ones that's a little hip, they're going to be on Facebook, and the ones that kind of younger, they're going to be on Instagram. Well, you could stream on all three of them together and get it set up. You're going to reach way more people than in the church because those people don't go to church. See, that's why, that's why God said, go into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature, Mark 16 and 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now you got to have a spirit of wisdom to know how to reach every creature. See, you're going to have people listening to you in Russia, Ukraine, all over the world, but it has to be a consistent thing. They can't just, a lot of people are not going to watch a church service because some of them don't want to sit through three hours because this generation, they're impatient. They don't want to sit through the singing. They don't want to sit through all that. So suppose a minister come on 
and I'm not that popular. But but what if it's a popular person listening to me? You was popular in school. Are you a popular in ministry? You you've been around for a while and you've seen your church growth then drop off. Let's suppose you say, well, every night I'm coming on every Thursday night at eight o'clock. Uh, an hour with brother so and so, and you just talk to the people like I'm talking now, and you say, hey, while I'm preaching, if any of you sick, uh, put your prayer requests in the in the in the question section or whatever, and you start ministering that way. This is how we're going to leaven. You know, I was talking about last week. See, the uh, the kingdom is if a woman cast uh, um, leaven in a measure of meal until the whole thing was leavened. This is the way you're going to change society. You got to go where they are. Now, TikTok, man, they kind of wild because you can't control what comes through your feed. So what I have to do, I only made one video on TikTok uh, praying for people who might be thinking about committing suicide. But on TikTok, I have to make a video, delete the app, then when I get ready to make another one, put the app back on there because you can't control the content. But you got to go on there. If you if you want to reach the people, you got to go. You can't be so, um, you can't be approved. Where you be like, ah, I don't mess with it. Hey, you might have to hear some cussing. You don't, you, you, that's, that's going to, you, you so weak where well, that's going to make you go back in the world. If a bathing suit come across or something. No, nah, you're not that weak. You're, you're, you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. Jesus went into the world. So you're going to have to go where the people are. You're going to have to go on Facebook, Instagram. You're going to have to uh, go on YouTube. Uh, many of them not even on YouTube, but hey, the older crowd is, you're going to have to go where they are and make reels. A minute and a half reels. And start getting people used to you coming on there. I got to do it too. I'm preaching to the choir. I hadn't got disciplined myself, but I'm giving you what the Holy Spirit gave me. We're still at Mark 16. So he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. So you're going to go into the world and you're going to just talk to people about the Lord. You're just going to, you're just going to uh, minister to them and you're going to heal the people. You're going to pray for their healings in the name of Jesus and they're going to get healed. Why? Because the Lord Jesus told me and he told you that you could speak to a thing and it will obey you. Say this, say the Lord Jesus told me that I can speak to things and it will obey me. Say it again. Say the Lord Jesus told me that I can speak to things and it will obey me. Now, some of you say, well, I can't say that, that because Jesus didn't tell me that. Well, did you know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the word? It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among men. So when you're reading the word, you're reading Jesus. That's why I can say personally, Jesus told me that I can speak the things and it will obey me. And he'll tell you that in your inner man. You'll hear it in your spirit, but it's written also. It's written that you can speak the things and it will obey you. Go go look at it in the book of uh, Mark, the 11th chapter. So certain signs going to follow them that believe. That's me and you. In my name shall they cast out devils. That's verse 17. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink in the daily thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
Now, in the case I'm talking about, we can't get to them to lay hands. We'll do that in church services. Or you'll do that when you're at the marketplace, in the marketplace. But you're going to be able to yield your authority over the airways. See, you got to be in a thing to have authority over a thing. See, I was telling somebody recently, um, you know, concerning uh, management uh, on my job and different things. I said, I didn't know what I knew now. If I would have got into management, I, I disdained management because I saw some of their acts. But what I didn't understand is I can't change what they're doing if I'm not in it. See, you need Christians in everything. Christians need to be on every job in positions of authority. They need to be in the government in positions of, of authority. Christians. They need to be at Walmart in positions of authority. They need to be everywhere. At your favorite restaurant, they need to be Christians in positions of authority. If you're a Christian, have aspiration to move up, but don't let it be an aspiration to move up so you can rule, so you can boss people. Of course, you want to be a boss, but not, not literally over people. You want to control the spirit realm, which will affect people. But you know, this word baptized, you know, it, 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 it's a little blind to us. It's not just being baptized in, 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 in water. See, in, in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, at verse 1, it said, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers was under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were and and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Well, you know they didn't pass through water; they passed on dry ground. And the Bible says they were baptized unto Moses. What I mean by that, when you believe on Jesus, you are baptized into Christ. You are baptized into the kingdom of God. And of course, it is water baptism, but it's threefold meanings. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed.